Coming up this hour, we're going to discuss how various news outlets reported on the Kamala Harris announcement. And then Simon Wills from Christians Against Poverty will be joining us the rest of the hour. You're listening to The Common Good. Happy Wednesday and welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. We are glad to have you joining us today. Uh, as a reminder, you can find us on Facebook at The Common Good Radio Show, online at 1160hope.com. And you can get our podcast wherever it is. You get your podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. And speaking of pod, of uh, Facebook, uh, we put up an, an article about uh, something Bernie Sanders wants to do. And that might be uh, the most passionate uh, back and forth we've had with listeners to date. That, that one got going today. I don't think that's true. It's certainly getting some engagement right now. I don't think it's even in the top five most really? heated. Uh, no, I don't think so. What was number one? Do we have a memory of that? I don't know. I'll have to go back and think about that. <laughs> I think it was you not having seen Lord of the Rings yet. <laughs> it was my take on cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the real hard-hitting news here at The Common Good. Uh, well, we are excited uh, for the rest of the hour. And then the second hour, we are going to be, uh, be joined again by a friend of the show, Simon Wills from Christians Against Poverty. They do unbelievable work. I know, Ian, you've said uh, the, uh, your church has partnered with them and you're seeing great fruit right now. So uh, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm certainly excited uh, to be joined by Simon today. Absolutely. But before that, we just wanted to take a little bit of time to look at some of the headlines. And the big headline of the day yesterday, it kind of broke during our show, uh, was the the announcement of uh, Kam- uh, <laughs> Kamala Harris is going to be uh, the vice presidential candidate and running on a ticket with Joe Biden. Uh, but rather than just kind of uh, what do you think of this or this? Here's what I wanted to do. I am going to read for you, Ian. I'm going to read for you from two different websites, just their headlines. Okay. Uh, from MSNBC uh, and how they have reported on Harris's, uh, the choice of Harris as vice presidential candidate. And then I'm going to go over to Fox News and I'm going to read these because I was like, I wonder how each of these are going as I was looking at these today. And it was Not surprising, but unbelievable, the difference. So let me just read these. This is MSNBC. Uh, Here's a couple of these. Uh, Here's one article. Why Trump may struggle to run against a Biden-Harris ticket. Uh, Another one. Harris was the pick that scared the Trump campaign the most. Here's another one. Harris is the best possible choice Biden could have chosen. And one last one. Uh, Harris is, quote, tested. She's seasoned. She's been vetted. This is a victory for America. So that is at MSNBC. Now, let me go over to Fox News for a second. All right. Uh, here's an opinion piece at Fox News. Why uh, Why the Harris VP pick may cost Biden the election. Uh, a second one. Uh, Chris Wallace weighs in on the Harris pick, and he goes on to not say good things about that. Uh, here's another one. Kamala Harris is a, quote, racist liberal. And one last one, a Biden-Harris administration would be a disaster for our country. So the same news event, two different websites. Obviously, we know I chose these because one is very left and one is very right. My guess, though, it doesn't surprise you. But what are some takeaways, Ian, in your mind, just media-wise, uh, from what we learned from just looking at these two websites over the exact same event. I mean, it's a lot of what we've been talking about 
almost since the start of the show is that I, I think this is becoming more and more clear. And we've in a lot of ways predicted it, but especially during an election year, it seems that the people that most benefit from us being at each other's throats is the media. And I and I think that that's safe to say and has been safe to say for decades. I don't think that's a new development. But you introduce, you know, the rise of social media where a lot of us aren't having conversations face to face, throw on top a pandemic where most certainly a lot of people aren't having conversations face to face. And it feels like it is really, really easy to not only draw lines and distinctions, which has been happening for centuries and millennia, but also the the ease with which I think we demonize the other, not even not even the Biden Harris choice, but anyone who would support or not support anyone who is pro or against like I think. It's become this might be the easiest in history it's ever been to make a snap judgment about someone else without any real information about them. Now, again, when you're talking about politics, I I don't think politics being heated is a new thing, but I do think it's it's been the flame has been turning up for quite some time. And I don't think that's accidental. We we were reading an article yesterday where it's been proven for a long time that uh, social media does favor the, the most outlandish or inflammatory comments and articles and posts because those are the things that get the most traction. Like we even posted the announcement on our Facebook page and it runs the gamut from Mayana said, yay. And Danielle said, I knew it was coming, but I'm definitely disappointed. Bill said, whatever. I'm researching a third party candidate over the next few weeks. (laughs) Pat commented, why not just vote for Trump? That's what your third party vote would do. And then Bill commented and said, you know what? My pro-Trump friends actually see it as a vote for Biden. So like even even just some of the debate back and forth as to what people see their reactions to the news contributing to is all over the map. And uh, again, I'm not surprised by it. But to me, I, I don't know that I've ever been more convicted that like especially for the Christ follower to first anchor ourselves and our identity, not in a political party or a news outlet or a, a social media stream, but in like who we are in Christ. And I think without those things anchoring us first and foremost we're we're just going to get tossed back and forth by all the the sea that is the chaos of social media and i i'm not all that surprised by it but i i certainly am a little disappointed yeah absolutely uh fox news i forgot to read this last one that says trump is thrilled joe biden picked extreme san francisco liberal as vice president uh uh-huh. and so uh i i i want to switch this then a little bit to especially for the christ follower right if we're supposed to be people who you know are 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 wanting truth, are going to do the work. And uh, what is just one safeguard? Because if all you do, uh, the word, the phrase we often use is an echo chamber. If all we do is only read uh, the theology we like, the politics we agree with, the whatever, uh, we're just going to be in this echo chamber. So, So is it as simple as take the effort and the time to read and expose yourself outside of what you're normally comfortable with? Is there any other words of advice you'd give to people? I think it's got to be more than just information consumption. I think that's a good starting point. And we've talked about that in terms of like our theological exposure. You know, if you, if you look at your library and you realize like, man, I only read books by white men, well, then it's very possible that you're going to have a slightly myopic understanding of theology and doctrine. Now it can be difficult sometimes. That's why I think we so easily get caught in echo chambers and confirmation bias because it's easiest. We, yeah gravitate towards the people who look and talk and act and think and vote and believe like we do. I, I think that first owning that that's our natural drift towards and That's like how tribalism works. Like, Oh, we all agree on this. Great. Let's get louder about this thing that we all already agree. in. I think reading consumption is 
part of it, but it's a very small part of it. I think it has to be rooted in relationship. You know, I remember telling you about my brother uh, pre-COVID stuff where I think it was for the midterms. He was inviting people to his house, but in order to get into the party, you had to invite someone to join you who was voting for the other party. And <laughs> that was how that's how you got in. And they broke bread together and wow. they had debate and discussion. And if we're not willing to actually enter into relationships with people who think and talk and act and believe and vote differently than we do. I think it'll be easy for us to sort of, I don't know, diminish or denigrate. Well, like, oh, well, that's stupid blog or that's from this site or that source. It's, it's much easier to dismiss a source than it is like a flesh and blood person, even if it's via yeah. Zoom or a phone call. I think, it's, yeah, it's got to be rooted in relationship. Yeah. So another reminder, yet another one of where uh, to be reminded that media is often not neutral and we've got to know these things and be careful uh, well, coming up next, we're going to be joined by Christians Against Poverty's Executive Director Simon Wills to hear about how God is working through churches in Chicago to provide debt relief to families struggling in fallout from the pandemic in the name of Jesus. Now, you can still partner with Christians Against Poverty at CAP, that's C-A-P 1160.com, uh, that's CAP 1160.com, and make a gift to bring the hope of Jesus into a home in Chicago. So we're looking forward to hearing how God is at work right after this here on The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Welcome back to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm, and we are thrilled to be joined uh, for a while today by Simon Wills, the Executive Director uh, at Christians Against Poverty. Simon, we're really happy to have you back on the show. Hey, it's so exciting to be back with you, uh, Brian and Ian. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Hey, Simon, why don't you just remind our audience as to uh, what CAP or Christians Against Poverty is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Christians Against Poverty, we've now got um, a combined 57 years of experience around the world. And what we do is we work through local churches and we deliver effective poverty relief combined with evangelism. Both of those things, it's word and deed right at the heart of this mission. Uh, And I guess what we're here to do today is really to pile up gifts today for families here in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. You guys are totally aware Um, of the impact of COVID-19, many families struggling way before that, many issues in society. But COVID-19, it's led to job losses, job furloughs, cuts in hours, all sorts of things. And all of that has led to food insecurity issues. It's leading to health issues. We've got isolated people, people struggling with mental health, evictions. Mm. Uh, We're believing like a tidal wave of evictions come in. So what we're doing here today with your amazing listeners is we're appealing for the huge need uh, to offer emergency aid and alongside long-term support to families here in the Chicagoland area through that network of local churches. So what we're saying is $40 today, just $40 will give emergency aid to a single person uh, and $120, a gift of $120 from you will provide emergency aid for a family. So what does that look like? Hey, that could look like a food shop. It could look like a power top-up to get some gas or electric back on. It mm. could even look like, hey, can we top up your gas in your car so you can get to work and earn that vital income at this time if that's what you need to do. Uh, and I kind of think about it for us, you know, $40 for um, me or you, it might be um, a weekend takeout or $120 mm. might be a day trip for the family. And yet for that, 
individual or family, that could be a lifeline. So really the goal between us today and your amazing listeners is how many of those gifts can we pile up? So I'll, I'll just start with that number. It's 888-444-9185. That's 888 888- Four 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 nine one eight five, or as you said at the beginning, cap eleven sixty dot com for you uh, people that like to do it on the web. Um, so yeah, that's kind of who we are and what we're here to do. And um, yeah, you guys and and your listeners already responding in such an amazing way. Well, and, and Simon, just to say it out loud, we we've so appreciated partnering with Cap at our church, Community Christian Church, for the last few months, and people on our team that haven't heard of you or are brand new to your mission. They keep telling me and other people on the team, like what a remarkable ministry and the approach and the philosophy uh, people are, are really resonating with. And this campaign has been going for a little bit. Can you give us a bit of an update on, on kind of where we're at and maybe what, uh, what some of the mile markers we're shooting for are? Yeah, totally. So it's safe to say we've been uh, stunned by your listeners. Is that is that okay to use that term? And yeah. that when we uh, when people were saying, "Hey, you guys need to work with the AM eleven sixty and the Common Good Show," and they said, "You just need to engage with that, those listeners. They just have a heart for God, for mm. the kingdom, and for people." And uh, and it's safe to say that's been borne out. Um, and it's almost like your listeners are saying, hey, we don't really need to hear a lot about this because they're hearing the words, they're hearing mm. the need, they're hearing COVID-19, they're hearing Chicagoland, and they're hearing local church, and they're just saying, sign me up. We get mm. this. There is a need out there. We trust the AM 1160. We've heard of Christians Against Poverty, or if it's new, they're really getting the mission. Uh, so your listeners have been responded even in the last couple of days. Uh, I think eight people in uh, responded alone in just one time giving. Wow. Uh, David responded on Monday with a gift of $120 for a family. Thank you, David. Wow. Uh, and alongside that, in the last two days, another five people have said, hey, we don't want to just do this as a one time giving. We want to do this every month. We want to mm-hmm. deliver emergency aid long-term support. So I think it was at 20 past 12 today. Uh, we even had um, Audrey from Lombard sign up for $30 a month. Uh, and yeah, just that incredible gener- generosity. Um, so we're just appealing to you guys today. I'm believing that we will get maybe another 10 of those gifts for the one-time giving uh, over this next kind of couple of hours. And I want three people today and maybe three people tomorrow doing that $30 a month. It doesn't sound like a lot and you might think surely someone else will do it, but I'm believing it's you. If God's speaking to you right now, you are the next person to do that $30 a month. And that delivers that emergency aid and a person to get alongside that family or individual long term. So again, 888-444-9185 or cap1160.com. Get on the phone, get on the website. Really simple to do. And what's simple for you will be life transforming for someone else. Mm. Simon, you touched on it before. Uh, but I'm wondering if you could give more detail just what you guys are seeing now Now that we've been in this pandemic for a couple months now, COVID-19, just how much the need has increased. Yeah, I mean, you know, as I said, we were aware that even pre-COVID that uh, the have-nots in society um, are really struggling, the, the gap between the haves and the have-nots. And yet that has just been compounded by COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you might have heard some of our adverts talking about single parents with three jobs just trying to get through. Mm-hmm. And what's happened to those three jobs, two, three of them, maybe all of them gone. Unemployment that might have been there has been, uh, you know, maybe the extra unemployment about to be cut. I think it ran out at the end of July. And you look at stuff, you know, sure the government's kind of, 
trying to help. They did the stimulus check, wasn't it? Uh, $1,200, I think, something like that for an individual. And But then you look at like a rent payment or a mortgage payment, man, That that's not going to go very far. Right. Uh, and what we've heard is that people are saying they're saving the um, as much money now. So they've actually cut back on what they're eating. They've cut back on any activities because they know that even if they're not struggling right now, which a lot of people are, it's coming in a month's time, two months' time. They're not going to be able to afford that rent payment. They're going to struggle on the bills. Uh, so it's just compounded it. And who's it compound, compounded on? It's, as usual, the low income. And that's why they need the hook delivering right now. They need someone to pop around from one of our centers. They've got the love of Jesus Christ, and they're mm -hmm. going to go around with the, the ability because of you they're going to go around with the ability to say, what do you need right now? What is it? Is it gas? Is it electric? Is it mm. food? And then let's get a plan together for you. See, and the thing that I, I hear a lot from people when they hear the spot on the station is those numbers and the needs often startle people because they, they'll hear them and they think, oh, that sounds like a third world country. But the fact that it's happening mm -hmm. right here in Chicago and Chicago land, then you mentioned food as one aspect. Another thing I'm hearing a lot is like, like mental health is really struggling and a lot of people are, are turning to debt and credit just to like survive. Are you, are you seeing that yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we knew the figures, so um, the people in America, so by the way, I might have an English accent, but I am based here in Chicago. Um, <laughs> and you know, the figures of, of, of people's debt as we went into um, the COVID-19 period, you were already maxed out. So your lines of credits mm -hmm. were gone uh, you, I mean, it's trillions. It's something like 14 trillion plus that you owed last year, yeah. record amounts. And now all the credit lines are being cut. So yes, people are turning to credit, but the credit's actually drying up. Um, and that just, as you said, compounds mental health. It leads to, it can lead to suicidal thoughts. Some people do attempt suicide. And this is what we're there to stop. You might just think, hey, we're delivering a meal and how can that make a difference? And you're kind of right, but you don't know what it does to the inside of a person. Mm. And you delivering hope, and then we get alongside and we do the long-term stuff and some of the amazing work that we do. And it's that that rescues people from the brink. And people today are on the brink. 888-444-9185-CAP1160.com, $40 gift. That's all we're asking for. You might be able to do more, but if that's all you can do, $40 today could save a life. Another voice you hear is Simon Wills from CAP, that is Christians Against Poverty. We're excited to have Simon continue to join us. We're going to talk about how does CAP actually partner with the church uh, and other ways that people can partner with them. We're going to do that next here on The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Welcome back to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. And today's a special day as we are joined uh, by Simon Wills from Christians Against Poverty. And Simon, uh, you told us a lot in the first segment about what uh, CAP does, but we're, I'm just curious, how did you personally get involved with CAP? Yeah, well, I, I'm really passionate about Christians Against Poverty. It's an amazing organization, but as God often does, he does a work in your life as he brings you into something. And I guess my journey really for caring for the poor is really uh, where I come from. And I'll be honest with you, I, I grew up in a, a, what would be described as a, a poor home. So my mum had lifelong medical issues. She couldn't work. My dad was the sole income and, and had quite a low income. Uh, I remember things like we couldn't afford a car until I was 12. 
Um, and uh, I also remember the fact that we were part of a local church and one of the kind of affluent families in the church, they'd lend us a car every weekend. So I've got memories of walking to the other side of town every Friday night, picking up the car. And so I mm. could go to the beach on a weekend or something like that, because it's someone else's generosity, someone hearing the call of God and saying, we have enough, let's share it. I remember moments where we'd be, um, you know, we'd eat out very little, maybe once a year, and just kind of looking at the stress on my dad's face when we would order food because he knew that if we committed too much up front, when the bill came, he didn't have money in the account to meet it, so he would have to make sure we did really well on what we ordered. So I just remember things like that, what it's like to not have a lot, and mm-hmm. then to, to look around and see people that, that do have a lot. And I also remember what it's like then to see Christians that say, hey, we've got open hands. This, this which we have, I'm so willing to share with you and, and how that changed my childhood. It changed my growing up. And that's why when I grew up, I did a law degree. I nearly became an attorney. I don't want to offend any attorneys out there, but I was <laughs> saved from my life um, and came across Christians Against Poverty. So God had done a work in my life when he just said, this is what it's like. You've got to remember the Paul, which is that famous Galatians 2, verse 10. Um, and, yeah, just came across this amazing organization, which is doing effective poverty relief. It's got church at the core. Uh, and and it does this amazing thing, which is what we're here for today, this emergency relief going around to people saying, what do you need right now? Because God never wants to leave someone. It says, if you've got an answer, give it to someone. Mm. So we give that emergency need. If you're hungry, let's feed you. If you need some new school uniforms for the school year and you can't afford to buy them for your children, what can we do to to help you out with that immediate need? And then we step in with that long-term support, whether it's credit counselling, housing counselling, all of those kind of Mm. things. I just fell in love with it. And I think that's why our supporters fall in love with it. They see the, the people at the heart of it and they say, hey, God's given us something. What can we share? Uh, and that's why we're asking for what might seem really simple to you. A $40 gift would deliver emergency aid to a single person. $80 might do that for a couple. $120 might do that for a family. It might be food. It might be power. It might be those school uniforms for the next year. It might even help them do distance learning or something like that in this mm. crazy era. Uh, and you can do that. And and you just need to pick up that phone, triple eight triple four. 9185 or cap1160.com, cap1160.com, CAP1160. And yeah, what might seem simple, you you are what that family was to me in church that just lent a car. And yet my, you know, I remember them as family. I, I, I used to call them uncle and aunt, even though they weren't my family because that's what the family of God's like. They're not blood family, but will become the family of God. Uh, and there's a lot of struggling families out there that just need you right now. And we can connect you with them. I know your heart is there and we're the connectors connecting you with an amazing mission, desperately needy people, an amazing answer, uh, and you can do something about it. Hmm. Simon, one of the things I really appreciate about CAP is the mission and dedication to come alongside the church. That's not always the case. People maybe don't realize that, but your commitment, Mm -hmm. you used a phrase even earlier a minute ago, that church is at the core. I'd love, can can you talk a little bit more about why that's so important for CAP? to partner with churches and i'd be curious to know how how have some of the church partnerships been responding so far that's it yeah well we we have a phrase here at cap and we love all ministries by the way uh, but we often say no church no cap because mm. we recognize the power of local churches you do that's why you go along every sunday that's 
what we've seen with our own churches is that we've been through this period and we've just seen churches rising up. You know, my own church was calling me, how are you doing? What can we do to support sharing the needs? So we know the power of local church. And that's really what we want to share with people in the community. It's not just a message of, hey, how can we meet your material needs? We want to offer you community. We want to offer you uh, the real answers around life. We've got Jesus at the core of this ministry and, and Jesus at the core of church and Christians. So that's why we partner with local churches, because you're planted in areas of need or you have connections with area of need, you know, local ministry partners. So what we do is we equip these amazing local churches and pastors. We give them these effective uh, poverty relief tools and then we unleash them in evangelism. We just said, just share the gospel because that's what you need to do. And that's what your giving does. It's unrestricted giving that means that people can share the gospel, which is what people really need. So you know today as you deliver a $40 gift or a $120 gift, maybe you want to do three families, $360. What you're delivering might be a a message of hope, which says we'll fill your belly, we'll take some of the pressure of creditors off, or we'll get the power back on. But we'll also deliver a message of hope, which says, you know, you're loved. Whatever's gone in your life, we'll, you know, God will forgive that. What what do you need right now? And it's that message of hope and it's what inspires our givers. I think I did it up the other day. I'm pretty sure around the world we now hit about 35,000 regular partners. We've got many, you know, probably hundreds of thousands more of one-time givers. And people love this thing because it's got church, it's got gospel, it's got effective poverty relief, and it's all about Chicagoland. So this ministry here is about people in your backyard, the young neighbors. So I, I get a bit excited. I, I, I go go ahead, but that's why we're passionate about local church and it's why we're passionate and the need is there. Triple eight, triple four, nine one eight five. That's the phone number. We'd love to talk to you or cap eleven sixty dot com. Simon, I'm curious, uh, what kind of stories do you hear from churches? I, I know that churches are able to bless people in this way, but what effect does it have on the churches who are uh, helping out? Uh, yeah, well, we, we see transformation within churches. And, and what we see with a lot of churches is they're saying, we're desperate to do this stuff. We recognize God's mission. We we hear the, the preaching. We hear Luke chapter four and uh, we hear all the uh, throughout the New Testament and Old Testament, we hear all this call to serve people in need. Uh, and yet we all get a little bit frustrated because we're like, how can we actually do this stuff? Uh, and we recognize that sometimes as churches, we're all a little bit similar. We're all a bit middle class or from a certain community. And what the thing I love most about CAP is that it engages people from different uh, communities, different ethnicities, different economic demographics. And what we see as churches run a Christians Against Poverty ministry over a number of years is the actual church itself changes. You see these people come into the life of the church. They share their testimonies, how one day someone from the church came around with uh, a box of food and uh, some blessings for the family. And then a year or two later, they're inside that church worshiping God. Uh, and it looks like the kingdom of God. It's a real kingdom building ministry. And, mm-hmm. and again, it's built on kingdom people supporting and um, donating the little they have. Uh, and, and it goes all towards that local church and kingdom building. So that's the kind of thing we hear from churches. They, they're doing what they want to do. And we're just empowering and, and cheering them on to the mission God's given them. We're excited to be joined by Simon Wills, the executive director of Christians Against Poverty, to hear their inspirational story of what they are doing and how uh, we as individuals and as the church can partner with them. As a reminder to make a gift, it's real simple. Call 
444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Or go online at cap1160.com. That's C-A-P, cap1160.com. We're excited that Simon is going to stay with us. And we're going to talk more about Christians Against Poverty. That's coming up next here on The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Welcome back to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday afternoon. We're excited today to be joined by Simon Wills. He is the Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty. And Simon, it's been uh, our pleasure to have you to hear about the really good stuff that CAP or Christians Against Poverty is doing and this, specifically this campaign you guys are doing. But at the heart of this is to help people uh, who are in debt to get back on their feet. So just curious, could you help us understand what it's like for someone who's in debt? Yeah, I can certainly describe it. I've spent over 17 years now in this organization dealing with uh, probably uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, beautiful people that have gone through our system. In the UK alone, over 23,000 families a year go through our debt and poverty relief systems. And that's what we brought here to the US. And it, and it really is because the need is huge. And, and what, what it does to someone to be in financial crisis and what I call unmanageable debt. So, you know, a lot of people have debt and, and it's fine. It's manageable. You can do the contractual payments. You can uh, and still have a reasonable budget. Uh, what what we're dealing with is unmanageable debt. You can't just do uh, a budget and and cut a few things out. This is because you've lost a job. This is it's not consumerism. This is desperate situations. People falling behind on bills and and sickness coming into their lives. And you can imagine what COVID nineteen has done to all of this. So this is why people find themselves there. It's through no fault of their own. And then when you're in debt and you're in financial crisis, let me tell you, you might be called. 12 times a day by someone, different collectors. It, it, and again, no offense to them. We, we try and work with creditors and, and, you know, they've got a job to do, but it's not very pleasant. Uh, and it's what it starts to do to the inside of a person. It's the mm. threat of legal action. You can have threats of eviction. You might be about to lose your home. You might be um, about to be evicted from your property. Uh, you can't get things because of credit issue. Uh, and then the people we're dealing with, is they've got reading issues, language issues, mental health issues. We deal with people with agoraphobia. Um, and, you know, we, we, we met one person um, here in Chicago recently and our worker went round and they just had, and it's the classic story, two years of unopened post. Uh, and the biggest thing we did for them is we just sat down, we unpicked that situation. We had a volunteer, our professionally trained worker, uh, in there and, and just unpicking all of that mess and just sit, sitting down with the person. But mm. the power of Christians against poverty is we don't just care about the situation. We care just like Jesus about the person. And that's what your listeners care about. We actually care about the person. And we actually saw a lady from um, Oak Lawn yesterday. Uh, here's another story. And um, we, we were to see her because of the financial issues. And um, but she she just said, she said, can we just talk for the first hour? Because, you know, I feel lost. Yeah. I just feel spiritually lost. She tried church in the past. And because of the way we're set up and because of our supporters, we're not just funded to do a job. We're funded to care about the person. So we just sat, our worker sat for an hour and prayed with her and, and talked. And, and we're going to be there for the long term. We don't have a, um, we're not driven by statistics. If we need to see her twice, three times, we're there for her. 
And that's what it is. It's about caring for the person because when financial crisis comes, it's what it does to the inside of you. And people say, we've just lost hope. Mm. And what we're asking you today is when you donate, you're equipping us to deliver messages of hope. And they're written from the supporters. They're written from the church. They're written from the radio station. And it just says, you are not forgotten. God loves you. Here's a meal. Uh, here's something for us just to uh, to you know help you get through. We we went to see um, another lady, and she'd been living off of uh, dry noodles for ages. Must be must have been months because she couldn't afford to buy food. Mm. Uh, this is what emergency aid does to someone. By the way, she was desperate for some food, and and our worker just said. What, what are your favorite recipes and meals? And she just said, oh, well, I'll describe it, but I don't see the point. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as she described it, she said, well, let's buy every single ingredient on those recipes with some emergency aid, and then let's get a plan for you so you can get debt-free, free of financial pressures, and let's get your life back on track. So that's what we're asking for people to do. Would you unlock those situations? People are locked up right now. And just by dialing eight eight eight. Four 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 nine one eight five, or getting online at cap1160.com, you are reaching out to someone that might come from Oakland, they might come from anywhere in Chicago or the Chicagoland area, and we are going to be able to bring hope into their lives, give them some emergency aid, put food on their table, get the gas back on, gas in the tank so they can get to work, whatever it is, and then long-term support and the love of Jesus, and let's share the gospel with them, let's see them in church. That's what people need right now so that's kind of what debt does to people it's kind of the impact but that's also the amazing kind of answer if we can get those gifts of 40 dollar 120 dollar or if you want to give regularly 30 dollars a month it's nothing for for people like us. some people would struggle but for you that might be nothing uh pick up the phone and, and get involved just to reiterate again, that number is 888-444-9185. Or if you're like me, I just prefer to go online, CAP1160, that's C-A-P, and then the number's 1160.com, and it only takes just a couple of minutes. And Simon, we, we've talked a lot so far about the people that we serve and some of their stories. I'd love to know, like, what do some of your supporters say when when they get involved, when they finally either decide to like pick up a phone or partner with the church? Like, What are some of the things that you're hearing from that perspective? Yeah, well, let, well, let me say what we call our supporters first. So we we call you life changers, mm-hmm. uh, and you might think that's just a kind of a hokey thing, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cute. But man, let me tell you, that's what our givers feel like because they know that the stories I just told they are changing someone's life, um, and that that's what I love about them. And you know, I've got a, a couple of quotes I think from some people. Um, you know, what they love about Cap is they say they always feel thanked and appreciated. And the best part is knowing that it's making a real difference as lives are being changed, which is the the favorite bit for one of our givers. And that's what we do. It's the stories that come out of this, you know, the statistics that we can say and all sorts of stuff like that. But what people love is when they get our letters and there's a testimony and they think, man, I'm one of those life changers. Mm. Uh, so that's the kind of thing that people are telling us. Um, you know, and, and people are saying, you know, our life experiences have shown us that no one is immune to these problems. And we just want to do what we can to help people in the amazing work of CAP. So they, they get it. They feel like this is this could be us. Uh, you know, there by the grace of God goes me. Um, and and I think what we love about giving and generosity is where we're actually, 
you know, generosity is is far more about us than maybe the, the person that gets it. It's what, what mm-hmm. God does in our lives through through our giving. I mean, what's it say? It's better to give than to receive. I mean, by the way, I could probably get the pastors on the uh, show to preach far better than I could on that. <laughs> but that's what people love. It. It's the generosity of God, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That other voice here is Simon Wells. He is the executive director of Christians Against Poverty, or CAP, a an organization we here at The Common Good are thrilled to partner with. And so let me just remind you, for $40, you could provide a single person with emergency aid and long-term help. For just $80, you can help a couple, uh, $120. Uh, you could give monthly. Simon has talked about giving $30 a month. We are just looking for people who will help. Uh, and as he just touched on, we believe as we are generous with others, uh, we are blessed, not always financially, but it, but it, we are blessed uh, with joy. And uh, your gift is vital right now. So here's how you can make that gift. Call 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Or go online to cap1160.com. That's cap eleven sixty. Dot com. We're grateful for Simon. He's going to stay with us and he's going to continue to share stories, continue to talk to us about CAP. But what we really want to have happen is for you to call, for you to go online, 888-444-9185 or CAP1160.com. As we said, Simon Wills from Christians Against Poverty is going to stay with us in the second hour. You are listening to The Common Good on AIM1160, Hope for Your Life. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about the removal of statues in Chicago. And then Simon Wills from Christians Against Poverty will continue to join us. You're listening to The Common Good. Welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. Really glad to have you joining us on this beautiful hump day, beautiful Wednesday afternoon. And uh, as a reminder, you can find us on Facebook at the Common Good Radio Show. You can find us online at 1160hope.com. And you can find our podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. That really does help us out a lot. Uh, today's a bit of a special day here at the Common Good as we are been, have been joined in the first hour by Simon Wills. Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty. And after the next break, he's going to join us again uh, for the rest of the show. Christians Against Poverty is uh, an organization that does really phenomenal work, helping people at their lowest kind of get out of debt, get back on their feet, partner with the local church. And I know, Ian, your church, uh, Community Christian Church, uh, does partner with CAP. And from everything you've said, it's been a wonderful experience, right? Yeah, it's a part of our community cares initiative. So we have, uh, you know, like 13 teams that we've mobilized to kind of go after and serve the 13 greatest needs that we found in our community. And when it came to people struggling financially uh, in a number of different ways, and you heard Simon talk about those wonderfully in the first hour, uh, we honestly, it was CAP made perfect sense. It was like a no brainer. And uh, their commitment to partner with churches, by the way, was one of the things that we loved because that's, we want to be the kind of church that's like for the neighborhood that people, even people that don't go to our church or don't even care about Jesus, that they would look at our church and say, we need them here. I don't know that I agree with their theology, but man, what they're doing in neighborhoods and with families matters. And uh, CAP just has such a wonderful commitment 
to doing ministry like that. So our partnership with Cap, honestly, has been wonderful. That's great. And so that's what we're going to do again here in the second hour. We're trying to raise some money uh, for Cap specifically so that they can help more people uh, get out of debt, get back onto their feet. Uh, And so we're excited after uh, after the next commercial break, Simon will join us again for the rest of the hour. But before we get to that, Ian, I want to talk about an article that I saw kind of floating around. I've got a website here called blockclubchicago.org. And it says this, Chicago's problematic statues, monuments could come down after a new committee reviews them. The project will begin with the creation of the advisory committee this month, according to the mayor's office. Let me just read a couple points here. Uh, The city is starting to catalog monuments and public art and is appointing a committee that will flag pieces that are problematic for possible removal. The project announced in a Wednesday press release from the mayor's office comes just weeks after the city pulled down three statues of Christopher Columbus amid protests over the monuments and violent clashes between police and activists. The project will begin with the creation of an advisory committee this month. The city aims to have final recommendations for addressing existing and new monuments by the end of the year. It will have four objectives to catalog monuments and public art on city or sister agency property appoint an advisory committee to determine which pieces warrant attention or action, make recommendations on any new monuments or public art that could be commissioned, and create a platform for the public to engage in a civic dialogue around about Chicago's history. So I'll pause there. Uh, Back a couple weeks ago, you and I spent a good amount of time talking about statues being torn down and what did we think And I'm wondering this next step, this kind of formalizing of a committee that says we're going to catalog, we're going to make the process. uh, Does that in some ways, and I'm I'm interested in what you think, in some ways it makes me feel better. Okay, it's not just going to be tearing statues down, but we're going to have a kind of a system to this. In another way, it makes me a little nervous. Like, man, now we're really going to go after the statues and, and how do we do this and who gets to make these decisions? Wondering when you read about a committee like this, uh, and and kind of maybe the coming down of statues and pieces of art. Uh, how does this make you feel as you read this? Well, I'm curious. What? Why does it make you nervous? Uh, I think it always goes back to who's making. What are the criteria to what causes a statue to stay up or stay down? Yeah, but so, why? But why nervous though? Why, I'm curious why that's why that's your response. Nervous might be the wrong word, but. Uh, um, but it does make me uh, worried. It's probably the wrong word, too. I'm going to search for it here. But basically, uh, is it uh, who gets to decide which statues stay up and stay down? Is it is it whoever um, is in office right now? What what is the criteria going to be? And so but that's what, the, that's what the committee is doing, though, right? So the forming of a committee says we're going to a have structure to it. But it also means we're going to take a run at a lot of stuff. We're, we're going to go look at all of these. And that makes me go. Okay, I'm just very curious what the criteria is going to be. I do like that there's going to be civic and public engagement. Um, I think this is a positive step. Don't get me wrong. I think this is a positive step. But if you remember when we originally talked about statues coming down, uh, I was uh, I was a little uncomfortable with it. Like, okay, how about instead do we figure out a way to put new statues up instead or whatever? I don't. I actually don't really know what I think about this. When I read this. I was like, I, I, I think I'm good with this, but I'm curious. I'm real curious what our people think, but I'm curious what you think about it. I think it's interesting because Christianity kind of has a long history of things like this, to be honest. Like if you remember after Constantine sort of allowed Christianity in the Roman Empire, Christians 
tore down a bunch of statues in Athens. Uh, the early church, you know, mm. especially like in the Reformation, they they were they were often kind of battling this question of iconography, and they they had a a massive sweep of like statue smashing and removal. And I I found this article. Here's here's what I know. I know that like again, like everything, there's a pretty uh, obvious line between right and left, Republican, Democrat, even really traditional progressive Christianity with regards to this argument. So I was trying to find like a conservative voice in this regard. And there's an article from a couple months ago at the Gospel Coalition. There's a mm-hmm. link to uh, a John Piper article in 2017 where he offers three questions we should ask when deciding if a public memorial is good for a community or a nation. And this author here says uh, to his list, I want to add a couple more. I'm going to read them real quick because it's not really going to give you the answer you're looking for, Brian, but I think they're good questions to ask. One, he says, what is our intention in desiring to keep or remove a memorial? Paul tells us to do all things for the glory of God. Our ultimate decision uh, about memorials should be determined by which course of action we truly believe would bring the most glory to God. The next question he says is, what reality is being memorialized? Because history is overseen by our sovereign God, Christians should agree that reality is objective. We do not have the same access to historical knowledge as God, though. So our interpretations of history are often subjective. However, subjectivity should not be confused with willful ignorance or concession to historical propaganda. And he gives a couple of examples here. And he says, is this reality worthy of public admiration and emulation for certain memorials, particularly those celebrating a cause? This question is easy enough to answer. The Confederate flag was a symbol adopted by white supremacists because it celebrated the, quote, heritage of those who betrayed their country and fought to defend the enslavement of black Americans. That is not a cause worthy of admiration or emulation. When the memorial is of a person, though, the issue becomes more complex, which is why we need to consider the next question. Is the person who is symbolically embodying this reality so comprised with evil that regardless of the reality being memorialized, the person is too tarnished even to be used to memorialize something worthy? That's a long question. In answering this question, we should consider both the person's character and the reason they are being memorialized. Consider, for example, two military leaders, George Washington and Robert E. Lee. Both men are frequently remembered for being of noble character, and yet both men owned enslaved people. Does that make them equally tarnish there's a whole bunch more there maybe we'll uh link that on the facebook page there's a lot of good stuff there i'd love in the minute that we have left though where, where do you land in all this those articles were really helpful again i do think it's worth us revisiting statues and monuments and what we hold up um and and again my, my only trepidation a little bit is uh you know who gets to make the calls on what stays up and what stays down but maybe that's why this committee is good in getting public dialogue um I, I did what you're not supposed to do on talk radio going, here's a great topic. I have no idea what I think. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's uh, fair. I think that article is helpful. Uh, but I do think, especially with all that's going on culturally, I think it's worth revisiting some of these and setting up, setting up structures. So it's not just about, I want to tear this one down or that one down, but instead we're going to have some system to it. I think that's a good step in the right direction, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, That came out of Mayor Lightfoot's office today. We're going to put this up on our Facebook page. We'd really like to know what you have to say about it. Uh, You can do that on our Facebook page, the Comment Good Radio Show. Well, coming up next, we're going to be joined again by Simon Wiltz. Uh, Wiltz, the Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty. He's going to join us for the rest of the hour here on the Common Good AM 1160. Hope for your life. Welcome back to The Common Good on AIM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. Thanks for joining us again today. As we mentioned, 
Uh, earlier in the show, this is a special day as we are joined by Simon Wills, the executive director of Christians Against Poverty, otherwise known as CAP. So, Simon, thanks for staying on and joining us some more today. Yeah, it's just a pleasure and particularly spending time with your listeners. And yeah, their generosity so far, overwhelming engagement with the mission. Really good to be here. That's great. Can you remind us, we talked about this in the first hour, but can you remind us again about the campaign that you're on here to talk about? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in, Christians Against Poverty, bringing their combined 57 years of experience around the world. Uh, and we are an Illinois-based organization. We've got an American board. Uh, you might hear my accent. Yes, originally from the UK, but now living <laughs> in this amazing nation. Uh, and what this organization, CAP, Christians Against Poverty, specializes in doing is equipping local churches to do effective poverty relief combined with evangelism, loud and proud, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's where your money goes. It goes to poverty relief and evangelism. But specifically today here, we're responding to the crisis that COVID-19 has brought extra on top of local families and the difficulties they were already facing. So this campaign is for emergency aid to deliver directly through our local church partners into families. Uh, and we know the reason it's happening, job losses, highest uh, peak it's been in years and years, jobs that are not coming back, cut hours, people not feeling safe, all of that mm -hmm. leading food insecurity, health issues, isolation, rising debt and eviction. So all of those things. So what we're asking today is for emergency aid, $40, uh, gives emergency aid to a single person, $80. We do it for a couple and $120 for a family. And just to update you again, we've got um, lots of local amazing givers that have been giving over the past couple of days. Uh, more recently, Darren from Loves Park gave $120. Brittany from Aurora, thank you so much for your $300 gift. Uh, Anthony Bolingbroke, $30 a month. Amazing people saying, we don't want to just do this once. We want, I want to do this every month for a family. And uh, I just wanted to tell you just one one little story which just illustrates the difference emergency aid can do. And then, by the way, we step in, we do a long-term support for families, amazing credit counseling, housing counseling, student loan counseling. We bring professionalism into these situations. But we, we always say, what are you struggling with right now? And uh, we once filled the fridge of um, a family and, and the young son came down into the kitchen uh, and, and just stood and looked at the fridge and the mom said, what do you want to eat first? And he said, I don't want to eat it. I just want to look at it. Hmm. And you know what that represents? And, and again, if, if you come from a place of God's provision, and, and I pray that's where you're at, you know, we, what do we have in the Western world? We, and, and that's here in our society. We open the fridge and we, we look at all the food and we say, there's nothing to eat. And it's just that weird thing, isn't it, where we're looking and oh, it's just nothing I particularly want. But for this, this kid, he would open the fridge and there would be nothing there whatsoever. And that's, you know, that's the kind of thing we're facing here in Chicagoland, Chicago. Uh, and we're aiming to fill fridges, put gas in um, car tanks so people can work and earn money, and then bring long-term solutions so people can live like God wants them to live. And we can do that to your listeners. And that's 888 888-444-9185, 888-444-9185 or get online at cap1160.com, a really simple website address, cap1160.com, and you give him $40. I mean, what is that, a takeout on a Friday night or $120? You might uh, do a day trip out, and yet you can transform someone's life. They're going to open the fridge and go, praise God for his people 
even if they don't know who God is, I'm guaranteeing you they're going to say praise God. Uh, so that's what we're asking you guys to join us in today with the many people already donated through the radio um, and, yeah, being part of that movement of God. I love that, man. I'm wondering, like this maybe is an obvious question, but people, I think rightfully so, they want to know, can I can I trust this organization? If I'm going to give of my money, I'm going to give of my resources or my time or any of that, I want, I want to actually trust that it's going to what they're saying it's going toward. What, what would you say to the person who's asking that question? How can I know that I can trust CAP and what they're doing? Yeah, and, and what a wise question. I mean, God gives us the resources we have and we've, we've got to steward it well. And uh, right. yeah, I, I'd say there's a, a couple of things I'd want to let you know. First of all, as I said earlier, 57 years of combined experience in the UK. By the way, if you walked into a church in the UK, I guarantee you, you would meet 90% of the churches across our nation. You would meet either a supporter, a church that's actually working with us, or one of our recipients that they're worshiping God. And, and that's a big deal, man. That is a big organization. Uh, but here in the US, when we, we felt the call of God to come over, um, one of our friends over here is uh, a guy called Kevin Palau, who is the president of the Palau Association and the son of Luis Palau, the uh, renowned evangelist from South America, the, the Billy Graham of South America. And he said, I want to get on board. I've seen this in the UK. I've seen you do this around the world. I want to put my name to this thing. And, and by the way, when, when he puts his name to something, that carries a reputational risk for him. So he does not do that lightly. But um, I think we've just got a little bit of audio from Kevin. He wanted to join in and just share a little bit of his passion for the work of Christians Against Poverty. So I really see CAP, as we call it, as this beautiful, holistic kind of ministry, word and deed, local church oriented. Mm. It's helping the local church be the hands and feet of Jesus, meeting people at their point of crisis, but doing so in a way that's absolutely clear on the gospel. And in the UK, where, where CAP began, hundreds of churches use this amazing tool, and thousands of people come to Christ every year as a result. Wow. Wow. So you can hear just a, a little bit of his authority with this thing. So you can trust this organization when you're $40 your $120, your $100 a month gift even comes into this organization. The beautiful thing is it's a trustworthy organization. That money then gets poured back into local church and then delivered into the hands of maybe people far from God, desperate families that makes that difference. And uh, I even had the privilege yesterday of just phoning up one of our local workers and uh, just doing a, a really small release of some money. I just said, here's $250 from our, our fund for this week. Uh, and, and I said, let's just go buy some food vouchers. And um, you've got a couple of people you've seen this week. Let's just bless them with some of that money that our supporters mm. have given in. So we are literally just a funnel uh, for your generosity. Uh, and we can't wait to distribute it and see the kingdom of God uh, come in people's lives. Yeah. And Simon, Cap, uh, you're telling us seems to be really growing. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been amazing. You can imagine um, we've, we've been over here really since 2019. Um, and yeah, we had a great first year, found uh, a few partner churches. Um, and then we thought, hey, 2020, what a year. We're going to grow and do lots of stuff. But you can imagine, as with everyone, COVID-19 hit and, and made us think a little bit. But man, by the grace of God, we, we've doubled in size. We doubled in size by June. Wow. Uh, and I think we might, we might by the end of the year, even triple in size. My, my guys back in the office might be going, Simon, what are you promising now? But 
People love it about CAP. They love the fact they're getting involved in something that every year just gets bigger. People join in. This thing is about scale. How many people can we reach? Um, and so they love that their dollar just goes into this exponential growth of kingdom impact. Uh, and yet it's still all about individual people's lives. Um, this is one, maybe not an emergency aid situation you'd normally think, but one of our clients, we went round. Her 12-year-old daughter was sleeping on a broken bed and every night she would have to cling to one side to kind of stop falling out each night. So you know what? We thought, hey, not normal emergency aid, but let's buy her a new bed and some new bedding. Uh, and hey, if we need to do that, we'll take your money. We'll, we'll, we'll look after kids. We'll look after the families. We'll do whatever is their need. And then we step in and we do that long-term support. We do the credit counseling. We do the housing. We do all sorts of professional stuff, talk to creditors, stand up for people. And we see people's lives transformed for the long term. But we're asking for that $40, $120, $30 a month gift. Cap1160.com. You can do that today and be what we call a life changer. And again, that's Simon Wills, the executive director of Christians Against Poverty, uh, otherwise known as CAP. And we're excited Simon's going to stay with us for the rest of the hour here on The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Welcome back to The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. With Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm, and thanks for joining us today. As we've been saying, it's a special day as we are joined uh, by Simon Wills, the executive director of Christians Against Poverty, otherwise known as CAP. And uh, Simon, kind of behind this ministry and all the great work you're doing is is a strong theology, a theology of generosity and of hope. Uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about that theology that's behind CAP's mission? Yeah, absolutely. People often ask us and say, hey, what's the theology of CAP? And I know that um, so many of your listeners are people that attend church. And and by the way, if you're not one of um, a follower of Jesus yet or, or wherever you're at, I know there's so much in this mission to love and, and, and the compassion we have for those in need. But for us, we we look to the word. And by the way, I am no theologian. So I'm always in awe when I'm speaking to guys like you. Uh, who obviously know your Bibles extremely well, but we just open our word and we just spot everywhere we look. We see verses on God's heart for the poor and we see verses on generosity and so often connected. I think of one Proverbs 22, 9, it says, the generous will themselves be blessed. And it says, for they share their food with the poor. Not the kind of thing we often think, well, how can I do that? But hey, emergency aid, you donating $40 a month, that is us sharing you sharing some of your food money. That that's what you're doing. You're actually doing that in a slightly different way, and and it's connecting generosity with the poor. Um, you know, there's uh, I don't know Isaiah 58. I read that and 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 say, Lord, can we fulfill a little bit of that? Is it you know it says what is uh, true fasting? You know, and then verse seven, is it not to share your food with the hungry to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them, not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. So man, I, I could probably preach for ages, but the, it just seems really obvious for us. I'm going to say we're not massive theologians. We're just really simple people, just like yourselves and your listeners who read God's word and go, right, we want to do that. And, and and we connect that with CAP's mission and uh, being able to do that. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys think. I'm sure you've got far deeper thoughts than I do. Put you on the spot. <laughs> 
Well, I, there's a couple of things that come to mind. I didn't realize this till recently that there's like over 2000 passages in the Bible about the poor. Like it's not a it's not a peripheral topic. Like there's that's Old and New Testament, by the way. And I, I remember discovering this a couple of years ago that a quarter of Jesus's earthly ministry is spent talking about what we do with our possessions, like what we do with our wealth. Like that would be like every church taking the first Sunday of the month and just talking about money. So like scripture, God, Jesus seemed to be concerned a lot with not only how we care for the poor, but what we actually do with our stuff, like how we how we steward whatever it is that we've been given, which is what you've been talking about all the show, which I think is a, a brilliant call to action. It's not just, hey, there's this need, but it's also, especially if you're if you're yeah. a Christ follower, like this is this is deeply embedded into the call to to be a Christ follower. And uh, I'd, I'd love to know, do you, do you have other stories that come to mind when you think about this mission and what CAP does and the partnership with churches? Like what are, what are some of the stories that have really impacted you personally over the last couple of years? Absolutely. Yeah. So like I said, yeah, we've got a load of theology, but you know what? We're all about faith in action and, and actually right. the doom. And that, that again is what people love. It's like, Hey, I'm giving to the things that have got great foundations, but we love the fact that they're activators. They get up and go out and do this stuff. And with families here in Chicago land and around the world, we've got lots of amazing testimonies. And um, so what, again, we're asking today is for emergency aid. So we're looking for gifts of $40, $80, $120. If you want to do more than that, you can do $360. Uh, and all of that then goes into the the lives of people and it produces these, the fruit of our work is, is the testimonies of lives transformed. And it's why we call our givers life changes. Um, just one little story that came from our emergency aid and, and, and people doing exactly what we're talking about. Um, one of my colleagues shared this story is that when she was doing the frontline work and out and she delivered just a few bags of food. And by the way, we then go and do a load of long-term work. We're not just a food distribution charity where we're all about how do we actually get uh, families back on their feet, get debts under control, talk to creditors, live a debt-free life when you're on the margins, all of that. Uh, but she started out by just saying, hey, you need some food, delivered a few bags of food shopping, which to you and me would just get in and put it in the cupboards, uh, left it with this single mum and a seven-year-old daughter. Uh, and then just as she walked out, she looked back in through the windows. She sat in a car about to set off, put in a GPS, I'm sure, to go to the next visit. And she could see through the front window them dancing around the shopping and hugging mm. one another in joy. And she said she just sat in her car and cried because it wasn't a performance for her. That that was kind of behind the curtains, what your giving does to people. Mm. A little insight that God gave her. Uh, and that's really why we do what we do. It, it's that leap. You know, we want to see people in Chicagoland that are currently mourning or in distress. We want to see people leaping for joy and hugging one another because of your generosity and giving. Because that's how God wants people to live, man. That is what we're all about. How can we release people from the oppression they're living under? Far worse right now, by the way, because of COVID-19. But mm -hmm. we do this ministry year in, year out. There are families that are always desperate. And that's why we're asking you to pick up the phone, 888-444-9185-888-444-9185. Or get online at cap1160.com. And by the way, it's not someone else that's going to pick up the phone. It is meant to be you. God is inviting you into this mission to release mm -hmm. someone into joy. And, and just picture that little girl leaping for joy over just a few bags of shopping and knowing that someone cared about her mum and had mm. a long-term plan for their lives. So that's kind of what we're all about and what I get excited about and why I get out of bed in a day because I know that that's the kind of work we're doing and it makes that huge difference. 
the stories, uh, they are compelling. And uh, Simon, I'm curious, you know, if there's a listener out there who's thinking to themselves, I've got enough problems in my life. Why is it my responsibility to help? Uh, what would you say to that person? Yeah, I often look to, um, uh, again, it's just some classic Bible, Luke 10, where it's the uh, verse around the Good Samaritan and the guy goes to Jesus and he says, who is my neighbor? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the the answer that Jesus gave us kind of resounded through the ages to every Christian in every community. Uh, and it's just that call to say, who is my neighbor? The, you know, these people are our neighbors. We might live in a lovely suburb. And you know what? By the way, COVID has affected everyone. I'm sure you've got some issues. Uh, and, um, you know, God bless you. Uh, but there are many of us right now that have um, got reasonably good situations. And yet there are your neighbors here in Chicago living in suburbs that maybe don't look like yours, but they're just a few minutes down the street. Uh, and Jesus's answer rings out to you. He says, they are your neighbor. And by you getting online at cap1160.com and, and just saying, hey, I can give $30 a month. Or by the way, there may be some really special person out there. We never limit what God can do and what God's calling you to do. And, and you're hearing that call today saying, I recognize they're my neighbor. I want to make a bigger impact on this thing. I can do the thousand dollar check i can do the five thousand dollar check or something like that and 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 we're just saying hey maybe you're hearing jesus say today who is your neighbor and they're living in chicago and they need you right now to do some of that emergency aid to invest your um yeah what god's given you into this amazing organization christians against poverty it says it on the tin christians against poverty just like you uh, and you can pick up the phone and make that difference Hmm. Absolutely. That number again is 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Or go online to CAP, that's C-A-P, CAP1160.com, CAP1160.com. And there you could give monthly, you can give a one-time gift. Everything that you can give is going to go to help uh, help people out of debt uh, and eventually also hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got one more segment left, so go ahead and make those calls. Simon Wills, the executive director of Christians Against Poverty, is going to stay with us for this last segment here on The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. Glad to have you joining us on this Wednesday afternoon. As a reminder, you can find us on Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show. Find us online, 1160hope.com, and get our podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, we are thrilled to be joined for one more segment by Simon Wills, the executive director of an organization we really believe in and enjoy called Christians Against Poverty, called CAP. And uh, Simon, thanks again for joining us. I'm wondering if you could just tell us the story. We've been touched on this. Uh, tell us the story of Christians Against Poverty and how it even started in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing as we sat here, you know, raising money for people um, and here in the Chicagoland area and the emergency aid we're looking to deliver, that all of this had really humble beginnings. Uh, and our story really is of, of what God can do when you put your faith in a huge God. And it's not really about us. It's really about what God can do in your life. And, and that's what we're saying about your giving. You know, what you might be giving and might seem like such a small amount, uh, God can multiply and make into a, a, an amazing thing. So as I sit here and look at, you know, Christians Against Poverty, we're now in five nations around the world. 
Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the UK where we started and now here in the States and, and a big vision for lots of uh, more to come, you know, thousands of workers, uh, thousands of individuals that go through our system every year uh, impacted um, and relieved of poverty, debt-free, finding work, lots of things, people on the margins, and with all that evangelism at the core, all really started with just one ordinary guy called uh, John Kirkby back in uh, 1992 and, and experiencing what it's like to not know Jesus, to lose everything. Uh, and and really our passion for local church comes from the fact that um, when John was at his lowest point in his life, um, some Christians got alongside him and said, hey, how can we practically help you? And you know what his story is of someone helping feed his children? And that opened the door to the gospel. Um, and that's what we're asking today. We're asking to help feed uh, some children here in, in Chicagoland area, some parents that are struggling um, with a $40 gift or $120 that could feed a family or put the power back on or something like that. And, and that's really how our founder, John, was impacted by a local church and some Christians being generous and doing that. Um, and then from that, he radically gave his life to Jesus and Jesus grabbed hold of his life. And, and he started this ministry with the equivalent of $10 and just said, God, I'm going to help people. I want to do what what someone did for me, I want to relieve their poverty and I want to share the love of Jesus with them. Uh, and from that, this amazing movement of God has grown around the world. Um, but it all came from um, the generosity of a few Christians that said we want to practically help someone and we want to tell them about Jesus. Uh, and I'm just blown away by your listeners, by the way. And uh, we spoke with a guy on Monday evening uh, and he'd been hearing the um, the adverts and some of the content we've been sharing. He said, you know, what I can do is he said, I can do eight dollars a month mm. and we said and he can do that for six months and we said man that that blew us away as far as i'm concerned for us that's a major donor because that's mm. someone doing everything that they can do and right. saying i want to be that generous christian um and we take that and god multiplies it and and that's really the dna of who we are it's how can we reach people bless them and then god does this amazing story and that's what we're asking you to do uh, that's why we've got the number there it's triple eight triple four nine one eight five uh cap 1160.com and, and my belief is that as you do some of that faith in action that you might be unleashing a story that you might never hear but you'll hear it in heaven and god will say wow you impacted someone's life you rescued them from the brink and because of you they were able to hear the gospel of jesus and and that's you know, that's, that is a true story that happens in many, many people's lives and why we call our giver life changes. Uh, so join in on that mission. It's simple things can lead to amazing faith, world-changing acts. That's our experience. And just a reminder again, that number is 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Or you can simply go online, cap1160.com. That's C-A-P. And then the number is 1160 dot com and it's a really really quick process there i want to make sure to not miss i think a really important demographic because so far we've talked a lot to like the individual listener what can what can you do or your family do but i also know that a lot of people that listen either they run churches or they're a part of church leadership or maybe they run a company or a business or an organization i'm going to kind of shoehorn this question what are some ways that churches and or businesses and organizations can partner with cap as a whole Yes. Yeah. We, I think that sums up really well who we are. We're not like a one man mission. We are a movement that is made up of supporters, of churches, of businesses. Uh, and that's how the world gets changed, man. It, it gets changed by people 
coming together and believing in a big God. And so we're, we're hungry for churches to partner. As I shared earlier, we're a fast growing organization and uh, we only work through local church because we believe that your place where you are for such a time as this and you've got the power of God and we just want to help you unleash that into your community. Uh, so if you're interested in finding out more about Christians Against Poverty, just go to our website and we are CAP, so it's capamerica.org uh, and then slash partner. Uh, so really, really simple. If you're a church, capamerica.org slash partner. We're not Captain America, although I like to think I do look <laughs> the actual Captain America, which is why I'm glad it's radio and you can't really see my face. Anyway, <laughs> capamerica.org slash partner. Uh, and then for businesses. Yeah, I just think, man, this this is such a good thing for you to invest. You know, a lot of Christian businessmen start their businesses because they want to give back. They say, well, how can I use the the blessing that God has given me to really impact the kingdom. And what's great about this is it's not sending stuff abroad or stuff that, you know, it's your local business making a local impact here in the Chicagoland area. So I'd say this is an amazing thing. And I know you do an amazing um, work with with businesses as they give and, and help them do ads and, and have some amazing work that you do. So it's, it's an amazing thing for businesses to join in with. And as a reminder, it's all about the lives that will be changed. And that's why we're asking for those $40 gifts, $120 gifts. There's not much time left together today. I really want to finish today with a bang. And there's hmm. some people sat there going, yeah, I can do something. And you just need to pick up the phone and go, yeah, it is me. It's not the person a few streets away. I'm being called by God to just do a little thing. Or maybe it's sacrificial. Maybe it's big for you. But God blesses that uh, and will be touching your life because of your act of faith. Uh, so, yeah, the phone number's there. The website is there. Uh, please join us in this amazing mission, whether you want to partner with us as a church, or you're a business, or you're just an individual that says, I can make a difference. Yeah. That number again is 888-444-9185, 888-444-9185, or cap1160.com. That's cap, C-A-P, 1160.com. Simon, we're really grateful for you joining us. We got like a minute left. That person who's sitting on the fence right now, I kind of want to give. I'm not sure. We're going to give you the floor. You got one minute to kind of help them off the fence and uh, inspire them to go and give. Hey, I'll just return to Isaiah 58 and uh, just do a bit of Bible for you. It says, is this not the kind of fasting I've chosen? He lists it and he says, share your food with the poor, provide for the poor wanderer. And then it finishes with that amazing verse 8, Isaiah 58. It says, then your light will break forth like the dawn. Your healing will quickly appear. Uh, and there's just such a blessing in getting involved in helping the most destitute in society. There is brokenness right now. COVID-19 has compounded issues. And we're appealing for that emergency aid to bless people and set them free in Jesus' name. That's Simon Wills, Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty. One more time, you can call 888-444-9185. Uh, any gift you can give, a monthly gift, a one-time gift, will be uh, more than welcomed and will go towards helping people who are in debt. So that's 888-444-9185 or go online to cap1160.com. That's C-A-P, cap 1160 Dot com. Simon, this was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we're excited to help out and be a part of what you guys are doing at CAP. That's right. Well, made a big impact, guys. Look forward to being with you tomorrow for that last person. Yeah, blessings to both of you. Likewise. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we hope you all have a great night. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday. Again, Simon's going to join us again tomorrow. 
We'll be here from four until six. For Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. You've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life.